Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Thursday, November 18th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, BTC is $60,803.84, up 0.95%. Ethereum number two, $4,328.81, up 2.57%. Binance Coin number three, $586.89, down 0.70%. Tether at number four, $1. Solana at number five, $221.10, up 0.39%. Cardano at number six, $1.90, up 0.62%. XRP number seven, $1.15, up 4.55%. Polkadot at number eight, $43.02, up 5.68%. Number nine, USD coin, $1. And last but not least, Dogecoin at number 10, $0.24, up 0.96%. Let's take a look at the crypto and fear greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So what we got today is neutral at 54. Yesterday was neutral at 52. Last week was extreme greed at 77. And last month was greed at 75. Let's take a look at our five articles today. Article number one is... Bitcoin, this economist will be comfortable buying in again only when. Article 2, Canadian teen arrested in crypto theft worth $36.5 million. Article 3, Bitcoin and other cryptos have slumped after record highs. Is market manipulation the reason why? Article 4, XRP lawsuit, why a win for Ripple could also be a victory for Ethereum. And last but not least, Article 5, the main topic is the home of the Lakers is changing its name to Crypto.com Arena. All right. Before we get into the articles, just want to say thank you so much to all my listeners and all my watchers. Uh, I've been looking at the analytics and I've seen a lot of people listening in on Apple podcast. So thank you so much. If you have friends and family that have Android devices, they can catch me on Spotify and Google podcasts. And if you're in the YouTube space, please like, share and subscribe. It does help me out greatly. So let's get into it, guys. Article number one is Bitcoin. This economist will be comfortable buying in again only when. A lot of people are reluctant to jump into the crypto pool. To them, price volatility in digital assets is a major concern, and so is the threat of frauds and hacks. Ergo, the leading question today should be, what would make this group absolutely comfortable to join the crypto bandwagon? It was in this context that Mohamed el Arian former chair of President Obama's Global Development Council, shared some insights in a CNBC interview. The Economist praised crypto's exponential surge this year. Moreover, he revealed that he even huddled Bitcoin for a brief period before selling them right before the rally to $60,000. El Arian purchased some amount of Bitcoin while it was trading at around $3,000 in the winter of 2018. I felt compelled to buy it. He added, however, he sold it after Bitcoin closed in on its previous all-time high and moved past $19,000. The economist also acknowledged a few factors behind Bitcoin's recent rally. According to El Arian, inflation fears and the launch of the first U.S. Bitcoin-related exchange-traded fund acted as key catalysts. Meanwhile, BTC just underwent the much-anticipated taproot upgrade. Despite the hike, however, the exec explained that he remains cautious of notoriously volatile assets such as BTC, ETH, 
XRP, among others. A shakedown, El Arian also visualized BTC investors into three buckets. Fundamentalists who are in it for the long haul, professional investors looking to diversify their portfolios, and day trading speculators. Needless to say, speculators, the last category, are usually the reason behind immense volatility. Ergo, the economist said he would only feel comfortable buying again once some of the speculators in the market are shaken out. This means that he would think about buying when short-term traders or speculators leave the market due to negative price movements. The first two types of investors, in his opinion, are really strong foundations for the market long-term. Importantly, the selling orders from these speculators have affected BTC in the past. For instance, just two months ago, the crypto faced a major correction phase, one that saw it falling to 40k mark. Here, short-term hodlers gave way to most of the losses. By and large, Bitcoin and its sheer valuation have changed the mindsets of different individuals. Some, even if they aren't involved yet, are surely impressed by the massive surge. Interestingly, Scott Menard, chief investment officer at Guggenheim Investments, falls in the latter category. So there you guys have it. Bitcoin, the economists will be comfortable buying in again only when. Comment down below and let me know what you think. When would you like to buy in again? If you were under 40K, under 50K, or right now at 60K. All right, article number two is Canadian teen arrested in crypto theft worth $36.5 million. A Canadian teenager was arrested for allegedly stealing $46 million Canadian worth of cryptocurrency from a U.S. victim, the biggest crypto theft reported from one person, according to police in the city of Hamilton near Toronto. Police said the victim was targeted through a cell phone scam known as SIM swapping, in which a scammer hijacks a wireless customer's phone number to intercept two-factor authentication requests and gain access to the victim's accounts. The arrest was a result of a joint investigation with the Federal Bureau of Investigation and a U.S. Secret Service Electronic Crimes Task Force. The Hamilton Police Service said in a statement the investigation was launched last year in March. The police department in Hamilton, about an hour's drive west of Toronto, seized cryptocurrency currently valued at more than $7 million Canadian. Some of the stolen crypto was used to purchase a rare online gaming username, which eventually led investigators to uncover the identity of the account holder, police said in the statement. The Hamilton teen was arrested and charged with theft over $5,000 and possession of property or proceeds of property obtained by crime. The matter is before the courts. So what do you guys think about this article? Canadian team arrested in crypto theft worth $36.5 million. More and more thefts and scams are going around lately. Comment down below and let me know which ones you think are actually pretty serious and which one do you think is the fault of the user. All right. Next one is article number three. Bitcoin and other cryptos have slumped after record highs. Is market manipulation the reason why? So Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies have fallen sharply after seeing record highs just last week. Bitcoin's price surge uh, plunged to 58400 on Tuesday and hovered just under the $60,000 mark threshold on Wednesday as the crypto market is again becoming a sea of red. It marks a 12% drop from the record high of $69,000 set on November 10th. 
The second largest crypto, Ether, meanwhile, plunged more than 14% since its record last week to reach $4,244. The reasons why cryptos have been so volatile of late is unclear, but there are a number of factors at play. Oh, well, one reason may be due to market manipulation, argues David Gerard, the author of the book Attack of the 50-Foot Blockchain. And it is all to do with Tether, a blockchain-based cryptocurrency whose tokens are backed by an unequivalent uh, amount of U.S. dollars. Quote, the basic thing that happened was the Bitcoin price. We know it's a highly manipulated because this is an unregulated pool for sharks. Tether pumping up prices. Tethers are supposed to be all backed by dollars. There's a lot of reasons like settlements with authorities that suggest that this has not been the case in the past. And we shouldn't presume it's the case now, Gerard told Neuronews Next. So it looks like 3 billion tethers backed by nothing were used to pump the Bitcoin price up at this particular time. When they stopped, the Bitcoin price dropped. That's basically the story of the shenanigans that went on in the last week or two. Gerard argues this kind of market manipulation and fake liquidity happens all the time. The basic thing that happened was the Bitcoin price. We know it's highly manipulated because this is an unregulated pool for sharks, he said. I think some fake liquidity was deployed. About $3 billion worth of questionable liquidity was deployed, which was used to pump the price up. That's the sort of manipulation that goes on in the Bitcoin markets all the time, Gerard added. Normal people look at the stuff, the crypto market, and think, oh, that's a good market. But they're the meat. They're the suckers. And the money comes from. And this is a big boys game. And you'd be better prepared to be eaten alive, Gerard warned. So stockpiling Bitcoin. The other reason for the crypto price slide is the continued fallout from China's crackdown on Bitcoin mining, which led to an exodus of miners to the US and Canada. China's National Development and Reform Commission said on Tuesday it would continue to regulate crypto mining due to concerns over the amount of energy being used. Gerard points out that it's not just because of mining regulation that crypto prices have slumped. He argues those exiled miners have a billion dollars of bitcoins that they are keeping as stockpiles and not selling them. No one can really account for this because Bitcoin miners have never behaved like that, except when they can't sell the coins because there aren't enough people with dollars to buy them. I think what's happening there is that all the dumb retail dollars have gone home and the markets are very thin at the moment. And that's why they're having to inflate them in artificial ways, says Gerard. Cryptos may have also been affected by comments by Twitter's chief financial officer, Ned Sagal, on Monday. He said investing in crypto does not make sense right now. We would have to change our investment policy and choose to own assets that are more volatile, Sigal said. But the hype around cryptocurrencies and blockchain has not dwindled. On Tuesday, the Staples Center in Los Angeles said it would be renamed the Crypto.com Arena, making it reportedly one of the biggest naming rights deals in history. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? Bitcoin and other cryptos have slumped after record highs. Is market manipulation the reason why? Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, before we head into round two of the articles, just want to take the time to say my appreciation and my gratitude to all you subscribers, all you listeners. Thank you so much. I've been looking at the analytics and I am so ever grateful for you guys listening in. Again, do what you guys can by liking, sharing, and subscribing. And if you are in the podcast space, please leave a rating and a review. It does help me out greatly. 
again, thank you so much. Let's get back into it. Article number five, four, sorry. XRP lawsuit, why a win for Ripple could also be a victory for Ethereum. So an enemy of an enemy is a friend. A common phrase that may just be valid within the ongoing lawsuit between the SEC and fintech firm Ripple as its native token XRP over the alleged sale of unregistered securities. Although Ethereum, directly or indirectly, plays a part as well in this triangle. It all started when Ripple filed a Freedom of Information Act request with the SEC over unfair treatment. Arguably, the SEC in the past had given preference and regulatory green light to ETH, which enabled it to surpass XRP token. In this regard, crypto lawyer John Deaton, in a series of tweets, expressed his narrative concerning the developing equation between ETH and XRP. Whether we like it or not, ironically, XRP and ETH are on the same side in the SEC's case. He opined further, according to him, both XRP and ETH could benefit from each other's victory. ETH surging could have a positive effect on the altcoin's market cap as a whole. Similarly, quote, if Ripple wins on fair notice, it guarantees an ETH victory on fair notice. Essential to the fair notice defense is the June 14, 2018 Hinman speech. Ripple's lawyers have argued that that speech provided Ripple with a reasonable belief that XRP is not a security. What's more, in June 2018, Hinman said in a speech that based on his understanding of the Ethereum network and its decentralized structure, the offers and sales of Ether were not securities transactions. Six months later in July, a district judge, Sarah Netburn, allowed Ripple to dispose the former SEC official who declared in 2018 that ETH was not a security. XRP2 considers itself in the same category despite the difference in opinion. Thus, quote, if Ripple can show the XRPL and ecosystem is equal to or more decentralized than Ethereum, Ripple wins, at least from 2018 to present, Tiden added. In addition to this, both XRP and ETH had a winning case favoring the respective tokens. In this context, the founder of crypto-law.us tweeted, Considering Hinman actually declared ETH as of 2018 on non-security, coupled with the SEC maintaining his speech on its website thereafter, if Ripple wins on fair notice, Ether must win. Additionally, tweeted, but ETH has a better case on fair notice than XRP related to today's token. The truth is that all altcoins start out as security. In fact, many at the SEC considered Bitcoin a security between 2010 to 2015. Hester Pierce recognized this reality and proposed her safe harbor. So, however, not so long ago, he claimed that several present and former SEC officials have conflicts of interest. He specifically named former SEC Chairman Jay Clayton and the Director of SEC Division of Corporate Finance, William Hinman. According to the lawyer, Clayton's previous law firm once represented Ethereum's co-founders. He also alleged that Hinman's former law firm, Simpson, Thatcher and Bartlett was a board member of the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance. Deaton also went on to claim that Hinman had collected $15 million from Simpson, Thatcher, and Bartlett the same year that he was working at the SEC. Further, he mentioned in his tweet, who is the enemy? Question mark. Some have accused me of making the ripple case about XRP versus ETH. It's because I wrote the facts timeline and the Ether free pass memo. But the fight is against the SEC. Whether we like it or not, ironically, XRP, ETH are on the same side in the SEC case. 
Nevertheless, one aspect remains very clear. There's a desperate need for transparent regulations. So there you guys have it with this article, XRP lawsuit, why a win for Ripple could also be a victory for Ethereum. Comment down below and let me know what you think. Are you holding any XRP? Are you holding any Ethereum? What do you think is going to be the outcome of this XRP lawsuit? Comment down below and let me know what you think. All right, let's take a look at our main topic today. It is the home of the Lakers is changing its name to Crypto.com Arena. One of the Los Angeles' most iconic sports and entertainment venues is rebranding after two decades. The Staples Center will go from bearing the name of an office supply retail chain to that of a cryptocurrency platform when it becomes the Crypto.com Arena next month. That's thanks to a new agreement between AEG, which owns and operates the venue, and Singapore-based Crypto.com. They will unveil the arena's new logo and branding materials when the Los Angeles Lakers host the Brooklyn Nets on Christmas Day. According to the announcement, and all of its external signage will be replaced by June 2022. This partnership is about the future. Dan Beckerman, AEG's president and CEO, said in a statement, AEG and Crypto.com not only share a vision about innovation and the future of sports and entertainment, but we also have a shared commitment to our communities where we work and live. The 20,000-seat venue hosts more than 240 events each year and has an especially storied history. Among other distinctions, it's official home of local teams like the NBA Lakers and Clippers, the NHL Kings, and the WNBA Sparks. The arena has hosted 19 of the last 21 Grammy Awards shows and held memorials for public figures, including Kobe Bryant and Michael Jackson. The Staples office supply retailer bought the renaming rights to the venue, which opened in 1999 at the cost of $116 million for 20 years. ESPN and other outlets report that Crypto.com is paying $700 million over 20 years to the rename the building in what is believed to be the richest naming rights deal in sports history. The agreement also makes Crypto.com an official cryptocurrency platform partner of the Los Angeles Lakers and the LA Kings, according to the announcement. So what will this new arrangement look like for spectators? Lots of Crypto.com signage and branding, including in the form of a 3,300 square feet activation space at the building's entrance and dedicated activation areas throughout the arena. Crypto.com and AEG also say they want to work with the community to prioritize sustainability and local engagement. In the news release, they note that AEG was one of the first companies to adopt a greenhouse reduction goal based on the 1.5 degrees Celsius global warning limit recommended by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. And Crypto.com is committed to becoming carbon negative by the end of 2022. So, Big, big news. The home of the Lakers is changing its name to Crypto.com Arena. Comment down below and let me know what you think about this big news. Do you think it's a good thing for cryptocurrency or do you think it's just, you know, money and dollars and pumping it down in another person's big money pockets? All right. Let's take a look at the cryptocurrency prices one last time before we head out. Number one, BTC is at 60000 $485, Ethereum $4,309, Binance Coin $585, Tether $0.99, cents. Solana $219, Cardano $1.89, XRP $1.13, 
Polkadot, $42. USD coin, $1. And last but not least, Dogecoin at $0.23. Cents. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Catch me on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you're in YouTube space, like, share, subscribe. Other than that, please have a great crypto day, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.